so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Right, wait, do I, you... Wait, what? I'm glad it worked on the first try. Too. Yeah, I know. Well, I did, I did a um, test with Bianca. Do you okay. like this? Do you like this view? It's, it's been the same for me this whole time. Oh, okay. I think... Oh, wait, for me, it's going to be different since I'm the one recording. Yeah, I can just see you in the bottom and me at the top. Okay, I have it split screen right now, so it's fine. Okay, this is this is actually sick. Awesome. Okay, so let's start. Okay. Ready? All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. So this is the third episode of All Gear No Game, and I'm joined with my, I think probably new co-host Jonah Willard. And All right. yeah. Sorry, I had to take Bianca's title. <laughs> it's okay. I'm I'm sure it might be a bit of a downgrade, but we'll see what we can do. No, yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right, so Jonah, he's the golf expert, yes? Hopefully, yeah. Yes. I've had a good good two weeks, so we're just going to try to keep the momentum going, you know? Yeah, me and Jonah went out and played 18 at Trysting Tree, which was an experience. It was pretty fun. But yeah, so Jonah wants to kind of talk about um, like betting odds and like just all things golf pretty much, right? Yeah, absolutely. PGA has been back. This is the third week back. Yeah. Or fourth week back, headed to Detroit Golf Club. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, field's a little bit less strong than what mm -hmm. we've seen the first few weeks. But Wait, who's all? Who, who's not going to be participating? So the first three weeks, we had absolutely loaded fields. But mm -hmm. this is going to be your more typical PGA event. There's no no Rory, no JT, no no Jordan Spieth, no DJ. Um, Bryson's the only like real big ticket guy, and then you've also got a little Webb Simpson, some Trail Hat. <laughs> nice. So there are some there are some names to be had, but not as star-studded as the. Wait, first so one. why aren't they? Uh, well, four weeks in a row. That's a that's a tough stretch of mm. golf for a lot of guys to play, and you're gonna see a lot of guys headed out to Ohio for the memorial in the next couple of weeks. So this is just kind of a tourney that makes sense for a lot of guys to skip on the schedule. Nobody awesome. really wants to go to Detroit either. So, mm, yeah, we, so yeah, I don't, when I think of Detroit, I don't really think of like golf courses or anything. That's weird. No. Yeah. So it's not, it's not going to be a tough course for him. If anything, it sets up more as like a um, sort of web.com tour style course. It's going to be an absolute birdie fest last year. At Detroit, we saw Nate Lashley win with a uh, score of uh, 25 under par. And so, 25? Yeah, so this golf course Ooh, is just going to get torn apart by these guys. It's a par 72, which is interesting. First first par 72 that we've seen since the PGA Tour has come back. But um, Dang. Wait, yeah. so what, what's wait, what's regular? What would it's, be like an it's average? Anywhere, it's anywhere between 70 and 72, but we've seen a few par 70s to open it up. So this oh, one just has... A couple more par fives than what we got it i was showing my dad i was looking up uh what's that one do connor moore and he does the impersonations oh yeah have you seen those no you I'm haven't okay you have to look him up he does like rory phil tiger woods he does like a bunch of guys i only know like half of them but he does like oh, yeah you'll have to look it up it's super funny so like in terms of who you think's gonna win who do you think is who do you think's got in the bag? Probably Bryson, maybe, right? Bryson is the heavy favorite right now. Six six and a quarter to one. I think you can get him seven to one some places, but very short odds for Bryson this week. So he's definitely the odds on guy. And then probably your guy, guy, probably. What's that? Is that who you're gonna bet on, probably? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. No? There's a very good chance Bryson wins this week. Okay. But six and a quarter to one is you just unbettable like that's bryson can easily he can easily win this tourney by five six strokes but that's just not a fair price whatsoever because like he's good but he doesn't have twice as much of a shot as webb simpson of winning the tournament okay. he definitely doesn't have three times more of a chance than patrick reed so mm -hmm. i think it's definitely definitely going to be fading fading a little bryson this week at the top especially i think there's some good value lower on the board so i think might be a good week to stick stay away from bryson DeChambeau. okay yeah because well i was thinking that maybe he's got a good shot though because like he's been on the cusp of all these um these recent tournaments yeah he's been very consistent i think he's coming top 10 
his last six starts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, he's he's the top guy in this field for a reason. He could yeah. easily win it, but just such a small number can't really justify that. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, who's your uh? What's your lineup looking like for fantasy golf or whatever? Lineup. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk lineups. Um, okay. There, there are six six guys in the ten k range. So Bryson, obviously. Webb Simpson, Terrell Haddon, Patrick Reed, Deki Matsuyama, and Victor Hovland. I don't mm-hmm. really see myself using too much of any of those guys because, okay. like we saw last year, like this is the easiest driving course on the PGA Tour. So you're going to be like seeing a lot of guys hitting fairways, a lot of guys bombing it out there. I think the um, fairway percentage was like 5% more than the average tour um, event last year. So it's like I said, it's an easy course. It's just going to be like a shootout. Like whoever makes the most birdies wins. And so it's really going to come down to whoever's got a hot putter and whoever is hitting their irons really well. Yeah. And when it's that sort of tournament, it's like obviously harder to predict. So you might as well just take some shots on some like um, guys that are lower down the board. Cause mm-hmm. you never know. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'm probably going to be fading a lot of those really expensive guys at the top, and I'm probably going to be fading a lot of the 9,000s too. So you've got like some Jay Ricky, Tony Finau, Bubba, Kevin Nahn, Scotty Scheffler. Okay. I don't think many of those names entice me very much either. I mean, I think Ricky's going to get a lot of action just because he's – Probably. He always does. Yeah, he's, he's a fan favorite. But, I mean, he's been playing terribly recently, like coming off yeah. of two trunk slams to start the uh, – start the pga tour back off took last week off this could be the week he finds he finds it like if any course would set up to ricky getting his game back together it should be detroit golf club i just don't want to risk it you know i've been Mm. burned by ricky one too many times (laughs) yeah okay so like in terms i'm not like an expert on betting or whatever so when you're talking about some of this stuff like what do you mean so like um when you're talking about like okay for example, like when you're talking about like Bryson, when you meant is he such a heavy favorite that it would be kind of stupid to bet on him because that's the easy bet. Right. Like it's six and a quarter to one, which basically means like say you bet ten bucks, you're only making like sixty two fifty if Bryson mm-hmm. wins. Okay. Which is like such a such a small payout that it's not even worth it, you know? Like yeah. I'd rather just bet like five bucks on like six of the guys who are in like the 100 to one or like 80 to one range because in a shootout like this like anybody can catch like a hot putter and just post some crazy scores like that's literally what we saw last year when Nate Lashley won at Detroit so okay yeah it's it's cool though because like I've never even heard of Nate Lashley and some of these guys win their um like win tournaments and you might not even expect them to. It's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Like last year, I don't even remember Nate Lashley being on like the betting board. I think he was a Monday qualifier. Yeah. So yeah, anybody so, here. So again, so it's going to be Bryson and then base a lot of like the main dudes aren't going to be there. Um, who would be like another big name that's going to be there? So like Webb's going to be there. Oh yeah, this, Webb. This, okay. This is his first event back after obviously winning the Heritage. So mm-hmm. he's going to be um, – he's going to be an interesting guy to look at he doesn't pet very well on bent grass and so this is detroit is obviously like a bent grass poana mixture on the greens and so i don't know how much we're going to trust webb this week and then um terrell Haddon is an interesting guy he's probably my favorite guy in the 10k range just because what does that mean what does that mean the 10k range yeah so like on DraftKings, if you're building a lineup um 10k is like the most expensive so like i okay. think um I think Bryson's clocking in at 11-7 this week. And so, like, if you are want Bryson on your uh, DraftKings team, you're going to, like, obviously have to break the bank. And same goes for Webb and pretty much any of the guys in the 10K range. Got it. And like I said, like, anybody can play Detroit. So, like, I don't really think it makes sense to pay up for these guys in this mm-hmm. situation unless no. you feel really good about one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, there's been a ton of crazy bets. Like, people are putting, like – heavy money down on some ufc fighters and like the risk reward is not there like no you could lose 37 like there was one that again i think a guy bet like i forget it was an absurd amount of money and he would only make like 100k but he would have lost he would have almost lost like i think i think he put down like a million dollars or something crazy and then he would have made like 100k if he if she um if she obviously amanda nunes like ended up winning but like that's not worth it 
No. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why we're going to be fading a lot of the guys at the top. It's just not, not a big enough payday to justify the odds you're getting, you know? Got it. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay. Is there anything else golf you want to talk about? Yeah. So I'm actually kind of excited to get into some of these um, lower numbers guys, because I think there is a lot of value to be had um, down here. Okay. Yes. Yes. Look at the underdogs, the ones that people. There are some names that I think are very interesting this week, starting off with Doc Redman um, out of Clemson university. (laughs) actually came, had his first top five on tour uh, just last week um, at the travelers, obviously. Nobody is hitting their irons on tour right now better than Doc Redman. This kid is literally on fire. Like mm-hmm. he can he can play with the big boys. It's just a matter of like getting his putting to line up. And so and like obviously he's a southern kid, like went to Clemson. I think he should probably be pretty comfortable on the bent grass. So I think he could go out and put up a number this week. Yeah. And then there um two guys, two guys down in the uh, lower. <laughs> Sorry. Your doggy. Always <laughs> harassing me right now. Uh, there are two guys down at the uh, lower 800, 8,000s who I enjoy as well. And that's uh, Christian Bazunu and Adam Adwin. And these are both kind of veterans on tour, but just can hit their irons really well. The thing about Detroit Golf Club is that there are a lot of tiered greens. And so it's important to like hit your irons with precision. So, like, obviously, you're going to have those birdie opportunities you're going to need. And so, Bazunu and Hadwin, both are, like, strong iron players. They're going to hit the right spots on the green. Hadwin, especially, can just get red hot putting from time to time. And so, yeah. I definitely think these are two guys, even with, like, win equity down in the low 8,000s, I see their numbers at, like, 60 and 80 to 1. And so, I think those are both um, great values, too. So, I'm going to be playing a lot of 8,000 guys in my lineups this week, just because I think there is a, there's a lot of win equity down there this week, especially Doc Redman. If I had to pick someone to win, I'd go Doc Redman. Mm -hmm. And then down in the seven Ks again, like there are some good names. I like, like Maverick McNeely rookie year coming out of Stanford. This I believe is his first or second tournament since the PGA has come back. He was red hot starting out this year, wraparound season. He um, he was looking pretty good. His irons cooled off since then, but I think if he's, if I, I think if his game is working this week, this should be a good setup for him. Right on. And then you've got a guy who came in his first ever top five last week, and that's Will Gordon. Obviously, yeah, had that cool. slow Saturday. Obviously, in the lead playing with Phil, final group out. Like the nerves got to him, and that's okay. This kid can play and. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen with, like, the young guys on tour recently, like, you've got your Colin Morikawa's, your Victor Hovland's. These guys are coming out of college, and they are competing right away. And, like, Victor Hovland, for example, this week, his number's all the way up to 10K. Like, he wasted no time, like, like cementing his presence as one of the PGA's elite guys. And I think that could be a Will Gordon in, like, maybe a year. Like, this kid, he can play, obviously. And, like, you're getting a great number on it, too. So you're getting 7,300. Like, that's great value because – Yeah. And, like, if he's hitting his irons and, like, finding fairways like he was last week, there's no reason why he can't put up, like, low 60s this mm-hmm. week. Yeah, I was um going to ask you, so when guys are coming out of college and stuff, what do you think is – do you think that there's a pretty big um, gap between talent that takes time to close with like the head guys? Or do you think it kind of just depends on who's familiar with what course or like if someone just like a stud, do you think that they can just hop right in? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So like with college, it's hard to tell. Like a lot of like NCAA champions, for example, it doesn't like necessarily always immediately translate to the uh, PGA tour. What's Mm -hmm. more interesting, I think is like U S amateur events and like, um, so like the guys who are competing in the U.S. Men's Am, for example, like Victor Hovland won that a couple years back. I believe Doc Redman actually won last year. So the winners of those events usually go on to like make noise in the PGA. So I kind of look to those sorts of things. And obviously from winning the U.S. Amateur, they get that major experience and get a chance to actually compete with some of the bigger names on the PGA Tour. So yeah. Who are like the um, golf powerhouses? Like what, what, who, like where? Like, is it SEC pretty solid in, like, Pac-12 or, or just right, the Power yeah. 5 good in general? 
Yeah, pretty much in general. Yeah, like the SEC schools like Bama, LSU, um, Vanderbilt, they always have great teams. And then um, pretty much any place where you can get some warm weather. Like Yeah, where you can just play a lot. Yeah, right. Obviously, like Stanford is yeah really, really good. And so, yeah. Is there – so, like, is there any protocol international players have to go through, like, to go in? Or do they – sometimes – do most of the times they get recruited by colleges or do they just go straight to the tour if they're super good sometimes? Yeah, so there are a ton of, like, mini tours across the globe. Uh-huh. So, like, you see guys kind of start out on the European tour and then work their way over to the U.S. That's kind of like what Rory McIlroy did. Okay, got it. Yeah. Where's Rory from again? Uh, Northern Ireland. Okay, yeah, he's Irish. Okay, yeah, I was listening to his um, the dude that does the impersonations is Irish, and he doesn't like spot on. And I was like, I was kind of confused on whether it was like Scottish or I- Irish. But yeah, that's cool. more. Yeah, Rory. Rory's cool. Got, got it's, it, yeah, and I didn't realize Justin Rose. Does he like talk about winning his um Olympic gold medal a lot? Yeah, yeah. He made kinda, a joke out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's his career highlight. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Okay. Who else has any like Americans recently won a gold medal? They've only actually had golf at the Olympics for one once so far. Oh, so this last yeah. one. Right. Yeah. Oh, so like okay. Dustin Rose Dang, is the I only person so far. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that at all. Okay. Um. So do you have any other things you want to talk about golf or do you want to like move on to some other topic? I want to bring up one more name who okay. I found right. down in the six thousands like this guy okay. is the definition of a long shot but he's been playing some good golf he can hit his irons he can really roll that ball on the greens and that's right. um that's a wesley Bryan. he has been so the thing about wesley Bryan, you're going to look at pghtour.com and see his stats and they don't they don't look good i think he's not even top 100 in strokes gained um to the green uh, ball striking hasn't been ideal Ever since the PGA Tour has come back, Wesley has been on fire. Like, really? yeah, last week, um, he gained two strokes on the field approaching the greens. Or let me let me say that again. He was he led the field on um, on strokes gained approaching the green, and he led them by two shots. Oh, like wow. that's code for a lot. Like he's hitting his irons so good right now. Mm-hmm. Like if he can like do half of that this week he's going to make the cut and if you've got a guy in the six thousands who makes the cut like you're looking pretty good and yeah his number is 175 to one on um on the DraftKings sportsbook and i actually like that a lot too if you just wanted to put like five or ten bucks on a really long shot guy i think wesley is, can compete this week right on that's sick okay cool um crap there's something i wanted to say god dang it um Oh, I wanted to do this is like not even related to golf, but it I, it would just came to my mind. Um, dude, I saw Damian Lillard is gonna be one of the cover athletes for two K twenty one. I thought that was kind of sick. Know. Yeah, that's awesome. Kind of hit me off guard. I was like, what the heck? But he is a stud though. He doesn't really get recognized as much as he should. Absolutely. And then everybody was like mad it wasn't Kobe too. But yeah, he's gonna get like the Legends edition, so it's cool. Yeah, that's dope. Crap, dude. Yeah. I, that's I forget what I, I was gonna say something about golf, and then that popped into my mind crap oh my gosh i forget what i was gonna say whatever it doesn't matter okay um do you have any picks this week for golf yeah bryson yeah i mean just me and my dad were talking about like how he's on the cusp of winning but we were looking at pictures of him or whatever i didn't he looks like a completely he looks like a completely different person he's big like he's really big i was watching workout videos he's kind of he was like he goes he was going ham yeah, like he's ready to explode. Like I didn't. Explode. Yeah, my mom's like he looks too bloated. Like he does. He he looks really big. Like, but it's fine though. He, he it like shows up, um, with his drives and stuff. Right. Oh, I was gonna say pretty much. So basically, whoever is um, hot on their irons or whatever, or who is ever hitting that the sharpest and getting on the green the quickest is pretty much gonna win, right? Yeah, like. Like I said, it's an easy driving course, so you're going to see guys, like, finding a lot of fairways and stuff this week. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically whoever can, like, stick it close to the hole and make their putts. It's just going to be, like, a birdie fest. So, yeah, whoever's, whoever's scoring, which, like we like I've been saying, like, it literally could be anyone. Like, it's just going to come down to who can get hot. Got it. Yeah. So that's sick. All right. 
So another thing that we really wanted to talk about was um, the Civil War changing. I know that you had a strong opinion on that. Should we save, should we save that one for the end? Do you think? Okay, wait. Yeah, let's save that for the end. Let's save that. Okay. Um, all right. Actually, I'll, you want me to talk about UFC 251? Yeah, let's talk a little UFC. All right, let's talk UFC. You need to get into it, though. Okay. You should, you should research it. Okay, so basically, I think that um, – let me, let me pull up. I'm pretty sure the under the underdogs are pretty much are the guys that don't have the belts or that they're going to, because there's going to be three championship bouts. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be safe to bet on all of the guys that don't have belts to win. Just do like a three man parlay. Yeah. I, I, cause I like, like cause Gil, uh, Gilbert Burns, the, um, Kamaru Usman and Gilbert Burns are going to be fighting for the, um, undisputed welterweight title and Gilbert Burns, He's the challenger, and he is a, uh, yeah, he's a plus one ninety. Plus okay. one ninety. Wow. What yeah. are the other two guys? Um, plus one seventy five and plus one ninety. So you're gonna be getting a payday if all three of those hit. Yeah. So like I think that I it like would be. That. I really think it'd be sick because, okay, so Gilbert Burns is a stud, and he, um, he because like apparently him and Kamaru Usman, they're they've trained at the same gym the current welterweight champ, but um, Usman had to move gyms to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that Gilbert wanted to take this fight because apparently he's had some success sparring with the champ at their old gym. So I mm-hmm. think this is going to be a tougher fight than people think for the current champ. So I think it would be a safe bet. To bet is it going to be the first fights that they have at the new Fight Island? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the debut that, of Fight Island. You see that impacting anything at all? Or it doesn't really make a difference. I think that you're going to get a lot more people that are going to tune in. But uh, like people had like this idea in their mind that it was going to be something different than what it actually is. Obviously, the UFC couldn't buy an island and you can't fight on the beach and stuff because of the elements. But it's mm-hmm. still pretty cool that they could make this like happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Gilbert Burns, super safe pick because he's a beast. And he's coming off a win against Tyron Woodley, the former number one um, contender. And then and former champion. And then Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Um, they went five rounds. I, cr- I forget when their last fight was, but this is a rematch. And Max Holloway is like the longest reigning featherweight champion. And he won rounds four and five of their last fight. So I think it's a pretty safe bet to bet on the former champion. Because he's right. a beast. He's probably like he's arguably the best featherweight ever. So Max Holloway is a really safe bet. And then Peter Yan and Jose Aldo are fighting for the um the vacant 135 pound title since Henry Cejudo um, re- like retired his last fight, even though he's probably going to come back. But I think that Jose Aldo could definitely win this fight. So I think it's a really safe pick to pick all of the underdogs or whatever, or the plus, whatever the, I didn't even understand that. I did to look that up before. I knew that the minuses are the um, favorites or whatever, but yeah. I didn't know like what it meant. I like it a lot though. I like the three man underdog parlay because mm-hmm. that's, if if that's right, that's gonna be a big payday. yeah. Well, it's like you the, when it comes because like all of these fighters, like um, like all the all the challengers are the number one contenders. You're not getting like a four or five facing the champion. So right. you have a really good shot. It's not right. it's not like there's been a, a champion that's like super dominant and like he's cleaned out the division like John Jones or whatever. But yeah, and then another. Is is a plus five twenty five a good one to pick? That yeah, that's gonna be like that's gonna be like if you bet a buck on it, you're gonna be getting like five dollars and twenty five cents. So that's kind of oh okay, those are yeah. long odds, but like uh, if you did, it's big. Okay, Amanda Hebos versus Paige Van Zant. Paige Van Zant, Oregonian girl. She is my girlfriend. Um, she is plus five twenty five underdog, and she could maybe win. I don't know. She's been hurt. She like broke her arm like three times, but like she could. And I feel like that would be a good bet too. But yeah, that's pretty much there's like this fight card is going to be insane because you never get three championship bouts in one fight card. But yeah. What is that next Saturday, right? No. Okay. So they have to, they had to, since they're all moving and guys have to go into quarantine and get tested, there's no event this Saturday. It's next Saturday. Okay. It's July 11th, but yeah, it's gonna be absolute fireworks. And then even the um, the I think his name is Hiri Prachka versus Volkan Ozdemir. That's like the ESPN main event. 
for like the prelims and it's like um this guy it's a lightweight fight and Prajka, he's it's going to be his debut and he apparently he's like in a different organization and was is like the world champion so i'm interested to see that one but yeah if you're gonna i think I, what, what does the parlay even mean again do you just bet on three guys at once yeah, and then they all three have to work out, but like the odds get stacked up. So if you get them all three right, it's like yeah, a much bigger payout. But yeah, I think that is solido. We'll have to talk about it again next week. You think when it gets a little closer as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, pro- I I I wanted to talk about if there was another fight this next weekend, I would have talked about that instead. But there's not, so yeah, whatever. But yeah, we were talking a lot about all this stuff like on Sunday, but yeah, the last fight card was absolutely insane because you probably got the fight of the year, in my opinion, in Poirier versus Hooker. But it's kind of tough though, because like the other fight, there was a fight earlier this year that was between two girls, and that was a pretty insane one. Like she, it was Zhang Wei Li versus Yuana and Jacek, and she, Yuana got like this huge ass hematoma on her head, and it was disgusting. She looked like an alien. But yeah, I think they they should maybe have like a men's and women's like award for like fight of the year because those ones are going to be super close. Yeah. But yeah. I think now that now that they're going back to the regular size octagon, do you think it's going to be tough to match this? I think that it's might be might be a little bit less action, but it'll probably still be super duper competitive since there's going to be three title fights, and like those guys are so talented that it's inevitable that there's going to be some crazy stuff because I think a lot of the matchups are fit really well with one another because like the main event Usman versus Burns, like they're both extremely good grapplers. So I think that that's probably going to cancel out and they're just going to throw hands, which would be sick, but who knows? I kind of want to see one of them go to the ground or try to dominate the other one or like grab. Cause like when it's high level like that, it's not boring. Cause a lot of people get mad, you know, if they're just like wrestling around or not because yeah. people want to see striking but if yeah. but yeah it's whatever so there might okay. be some striking in this one you think i think that there's going to be a lot of knockouts let's go maybe even not i don't even care about knockouts as long as it's like a decision and it's like back and forth i think that's pretty right. solid but Far. yeah yeah good something to look forward to then mm-hmm. i just yeah i think that it's i think that fight island is really good because it gives something for people to want to tune into because i feel like a lot of times if it's just regular people don't want to buy a pay-per-view you know right but now it's like a novelty sort of deal mm-hmm. yeah and i'm just i'm interested to see if they're gonna go back because it's, it's, like it's in abu dhabi yeah did you look it up a little bit before no i looked it up a little bit and then we were talking about it the other day as well mm-hmm. so. yeah dude <laughs> you're kind of a savage what you're a savage i like your shirt though did you go golfing or something yeah i just actually got back from the course yeah oh no way you timed that perfectly i know i actually i got your text when i got home and i was like it was like 210 and i looked and i was like 230 so i thought you you should have told me you were going because then you wouldn't have been as rushed well no i knew we had talked about like two or three yesterday and so Mm -hmm. i just kind of planned it to be home by that time so it was perfect gotcha are you we are you working no, I work a little on the weekends, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm not. I want to get a job, but, like, it's tough because I feel like that's not a lot of places right are. And I wouldn't want to, like, work at a grocery store or anything like that, and those are, like, the main places that are hiring right now. Yeah, because they are they get, like, they need people hardcore. Right, but, like, if that's kind of like coronavirus suicide if you get a job at the grocery <laughs> store. Though. Yeah, I know. I wanted to maybe work at, a, like, GCO or whatever and, like, pick up pick up range balls. Mm-hmm. or something i think go. that that would be fine because at least you're outside <laughs> wait you should maybe get you could get a good job at a golf course mm-hmm. it, there was like a bunch of job listings for caddies oh really where is that um i think i, think, I honestly yeah. want to say that there was one in corvallis dang like i was thinking about crazy. it but i don't know a golf bag as good as you like i was asking you the whole time like what should i use what should i use you know you can just make it up. Half those people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. It know. seemed like every time I was just like, "Can I use a sandwich?" And you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what I asked the whole time. You're hitting a few sandwiches the other day. 
yeah i was getting i felt more comfortable like because i was using it so much and i was chipping i felt really good as like the day went on yeah i mean yeah that's you just have to get down the sandwich when you're around the green and like sandwich two putts and you've got to go yeah if you want we're gonna get the thing where it's like unlimited range balls at spring hill or whatever and so you can come I'll just get like two large buckets and then you can just be down there and we can. I hit. would destroy a large bucket at Spring Hill. Let's go. That sounds yeah. like fun. Yeah, that'll be really fun. But yeah, I think I'm going to take it the check over tomorrow or whatever. Nice. When we need to go back to Tristing again sometime. No, yeah, that, that, was, that was really fun. Do you think that we could go any day? Do you think a weekday would be better or do you think Sunday is pretty solid? What was the day we, we went on a Sunday, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Mm hmm. Do you yeah. mean like in terms of which days are like the most busy? Yeah. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Think. These days, everybody is pretty much free every day. So like it's basically. Yeah, honestly, it's the same, huh? Yeah. Um, and when my friend was freaking out because his favorite player is Cam Newton. Oh, yeah. signed. What do you think? Right. Do you think that that's a solid move or what? I think that's a good move. I, I think Bill, Bill wanted to go with Jarrett Stidham for a little bit. And it's just like. It was just like he got cold feet at the wedding and like ran off the altar, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to wake up next to Jared Stidham the next one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I think it's actually a good competition though, because if because I feel like Jared Stidham will be a solid backup. Yeah. So if anything I, does happen to Cam, and like, I know like everybody's seeing this, but it's just gonna be like fascinating to see what like Josh McDaniels is gonna do this year with Cam as as his quarterback. Wait, what? It's going to be, like, interesting to see what Josh McDaniels can do with Cam Newton. As oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. They were, yes, like, saying yes, how he's yes. going to, like, design the offense around him. He's their stuff. OC, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. I was thinking is it him and as a player for a second, I got lost because I was, like, he looked, sounded familiar. But, yeah. yeah he's oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Why, is he's the one that they show in Madden, right? They never show Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick's not – he's never given, like, his license – for them to like make his character or whatever really yeah yeah i've always wondered that like why yeah why do you think i don't know just kind of i don't know that's a good question i was thinking that the afc um east is going to be locked up with the bills but now who knows yeah it's good i still kind of like the bills coming out of there yeah especially with digs yeah it's going to be interesting to see what cam newton can do but I'm pretty I, high on Josh Allen, too. Right, yeah. And if it's been the Cam Newton of the past few years, like, I don't know how much that's going to help the Patriots. Yeah, that's know. what I'm concerned about, especially if he gets, just gets injured again. Right, yeah. But yeah. hopefully the one-year deal might, like, light a feller, fire under his belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see, like, if he does really good this year, like, what's going to happen next year with it. Because mm-hmm. – I don't think the Patriots have like any way to bring him back if he's really good, right? So it's basically just like a tryout for him to join a different team after this year. Yeah. And then like I feel like Colin Kaepernick's kind of like in the same boat as um Cam Newton too. Like yeah. maybe maybe if he'll get signed, it'll be cool, but he'll still have to prove himself a lot because people don't want him to be like people don't want um to be just the like fans that think that he's mind. there just because of what's going on right now right yeah and he hasn't played in a long time either in like four or five years yeah i think he's wait did he play yeah he was on the night wait the last time he played was like 2016 i think i believe so yeah and but, he wasn't very good either he no i don't understand what they paid him and then all of a sudden it's like yeah, that one. Non-existent. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I would be down to give him another shot at it. Like, if anything, just to, like, I feel like you need some closure on it so people don't say, like, oh, he's out of the league because of this. I think, like, give him a second chance, and, like, if he sucks, he sucks, and that'll be the end of it. And if mm-hmm. he does good, then, like, obviously he deserves a chance to prove himself. Yeah, for sure. Um. And then another dude that wait the the Bengals are in the AFC South, right? Uh north. North, north, north. I was so mad like I feel so bad for Andy Dalton though cuz like I feel like he's solid and they just 
gave up on him. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, you have to, though. Because, like, being solid for, like, eight years and the team goes nowhere is not really enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And, like, when you've got a chance at Joe Burrow, you kind of got to dig that. Yeah, I know. The rookie quarterback class is pretty interesting, though, because I, I honestly don't know how I feel about all of them, all mm-hmm. the top quarterback prospects. I think Joe might – well, obviously it was the first pick, but I think he's also my favorite out of all of them, I, or at least for his rookie season. Like, who knows what will become of, like, Tua down the road. But I think just for this year, I think Joe Burrow will have, like, the best rookie season. I I, I don't – like, I think Joe's going to be solid, but at the same time, I don't know. Because, like, when I watch him play, I mean, I'm obviously not an expert on quarterbacks and stuff, but I feel like he throws a lot of balls up. And his guys come down with it. Right. Because he had a really good wide receiver core. And Cincinnati doesn't exactly have the same um, level of dominance at the wide receiver position yeah. that LSU had against the rest of the college teams. So yeah, it's not, yeah. It's going to be like a learning curve for sure. But I mean, like, they have pieces. Yeah, they've got pieces. Like they have Joe Mixon and he's solid. Mm hmm. But who knows if the line doesn't protect your your toast? Mm, exactly. But yeah. Um. So you want to move on to some college? The Let's college do world? it. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. So recently, I'm excited to hear your rant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So recently, you as a lot of people know, they're changing the iconic name of the oldest rivalry in sports. They're gonna change the Civil War. It is something else. I have no idea. Then they want they want to say like the turf battle or some something. Oh, I don't even know. I, I don't even, yeah. I don't even know what it's they want to name it. But I just think it's pretty lame that because like yeah, I just want to hear your take on it. That's... All right. So yeah. So first of all, I don't even think the Civil War. Like obviously they're getting rid of it because in the Civil War, in the United States, which is one of several civil wars one of the sides the side that lost and the side that is in the history books in like more of an infamous like sort of like oh we don't want to be like those guys anymore the bad guys wanted slavery and the north which is the side that won didn't want slavery and by the way slavery was just one small part of what they were fighting about it was just one of the many aspects that led the uh scale to tilt in the other direction but um so yeah so civil war in america obviously the south wanted slavery and they lost so there you go but then the civil war is not even specifically about the united states it's just the term for um two two sides within a specific geographic location like oregon (laughs) Who are fighting against each other and in this case Oregon State and the University of Oregon are in the um, respectively Corvallis and Eugene cities of Oregon and they play each other in a variety of sports each year and the fans consider it a rivalry and because they're both of close proximity to one another it counts as a civil war and now like I'm not really even in a place to like speak to the uh, agenda or like the goals of the Black Lives Matter movement. Like obviously I support it and it's like a huge thing in our country right now. But I even have a hard time imagining that any of them are too concerned about the name of like the UOSU rivalry. Yeah, I have no idea. That there are such bigger fish to fry in our country right now. Like obviously they want to defund the police and um, like uh reimagine our country's budget and so i just don't really see how renaming the rivalry fits into that and i don't even think any of the players who are like predominantly african and well not predominantly but i there are obviously a large amount of african americans who play football at the u of o and osu like i have a hard time imagining too many of them are offended by the name like maybe they are and if and if they are then i think it's a good thing they changed it because like obviously like the student athletes have got to be priority number one and yeah. so if it, and so if they're uncomfortable then sure but 
I don't yeah. really know why that would be the case. And I kind of would doubt that it is the case, you know? Yeah, for sure. And like, I want, I want, I like if I knew of someone that like, um, was offended about it, like, I would want to know, I would want to hear like why kind of, I mean, right. obviously it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's like, and like know. all the people who would be the type of people to be mad about like the civil war like they always preach like inclusion and like um coming together as one and so this is feeling very off-brand that um they can only think of the civil war in the context of the united states like not everything is about the united states like yeah. this like you could make the argument like okay but in this case oregon state and the UFO are in the United States and so we should think about the civil war in that context but back when the civil war was fought like Oregon didn't even exist as a state so like the American civil yeah. war is not really a part of the history of Oregon and so I don't think it should be thought of in that um with that uh what's the word I'm looking for it shouldn't be thought of without like connotation in mm -hmm. this case it shouldn't be have the connotation of like slavery or any of that jazz yeah um but like one thing that is good that comes out of this i don't think that osu or oregon state i mean like really needed to do anything with this but in but like in the like in the bigger picture a lot of other things are changing which is good like the mississippi yeah. state flag changing like removing the confederate flag like that's solid like i don't think that needs to be in there you know yeah definitely. also like another thing about the civil war like people are like the players and stuff they they're like aware of what the rivalry's called so if you were so offended by it like why would you you wouldn't why would you come to the school <laughs> yeah exactly like if no if, like yeah, you know, I don't, it's not a secret it's called the civil war so i mean if you didn't yeah. like it and like in in the long run like the fans are still going to call it the civil war like yeah. that's like and in the end that's what matters because it's like i don't know what they're gonna rename it but i don't really I think it's just gonna straight up be like ducks and beeves something and beeves. Yeah, i think i think the i5 something i5 would be kind of cool corvallis isn't even on the i5 yeah that's true that's even that's even effect the battle of highway 99 <laughs> but um I think the fans are still going to call it the Civil War, and that's what matters. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to stink, though, because that, that's, like, their main promotion for mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's whatever. Um, but it's just sad that it took someone dying to have this change. But, yeah, I wanted to show, like, I got, like, this pretty sick loci, and it was, like, the Black Lives Matter one, and it, it – I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, but then they, like, donate the money to, like, some organizations and stuff. Nice. Look at Callum doing good in the world. Yeah. I was, like, I my, I was getting urged to protest and stuff by, like, my sister, but I was just, like, Coke is real. Like, exactly. yeah. yeah. It, like, it scared me, honestly. And, like, we've seen, like, the spike in, like, the COVID cases, which, that, which obviously can't be blamed entirely mm -hmm. to the Black Lives Matter no but yeah like, i think you're right like people are acting like it doesn't exist anymore and that's kind of messed up it just is crazy that there's so many issues going on right now that you have to choose right and there are obviously like a ton of like awesome ways to support the black lives matter movement without having to go to a protest like oh yeah that's obviously. what i'm saying like, and also like you don't want to have to deal with um people's like uh people because you don't want to be a poser you know what I mean? Like, yeah. People, sometimes, pe like, I feel like if I, I went to something, some people would maybe feel like, oh, you've never been in my situation, so don't like pretend like you have been. You know what I mean? Right. Or like the people who are like posting on Instagram without like necessarily doing. You've never even experienced racism, like, but it's still good. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, yeah. Like, obviously, like me and you could never like quite understand Relate. what you're going through. Exactly. But like, I guess the big thing is just to be an ally is like mm -hmm. the buzzword i guess so mm -hmm. no I'm yeah doing my best to help them out you know exactly yeah what did you shoot today what did i shoot i shot i actually did a little better i shot a 41 we just played the front nine so oh, nice dropped a little 41 six bogeys three pars um i'm excited to get back out there though like 
the so game. Basically, you got six pars and three birdies. No, six bogeys. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's how you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Exactly. The game was starting to come into shape. So yeah. I didn't hit very many fairways, but I was able to get up and down quite a few times. So. Right on. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, not really. I'm super excited to talk about the NBA, but we better save that for. Um, yeah, we can save that. Weeks. I think Just that. A little spoiler. I have strong feelings about how the NBA is pandering to get Zion Williamson in the playoffs. And yeah, the I know. absolutely reflect that. And the Blazers got screwed. Like, we got hosed by the mm-hmm. NBA. Yeah, I know. It's that is tough. Un- like, just utterly unfathomable. It's just <laughs> mind-blowing. Stephen A. Smith out here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't even know what to think anymore. Like, it's just... It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. It's going to be interesting. I'm, if the Pelicans do end up passing the Blazers and playing Memphis for the eighth seed, I'm going to be the biggest Memphis Grizzly fan in all of Oregon. Dude, I love Jaw. Yeah, Jaw's fun to watch. He's That's so fun. good. Yeah, he's like, good. I, 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 genuinely, I genuinely will, like, tune in and watch him. Just him. Yeah. I get, like, sad yeah. when he goes on the bench. Memphis has got a squad too, like Dylan Brooks. He's having a great year. He just signed that extension like before the shutdown, mm-hmm. obviously. But and then um, who's the other dude? He, isn't he like a senior? Huh? Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like he was going to be hurt, and when the league shut down, he wasn't even playing anymore. I think he was having some sort of leg issue, but apparently he's back to a hundred percent. So he's, he's second year guy, right? Yeah, second year guy out of Michigan State. Um, he tore yeah. up, didn't he? Tear up the summer league last year. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. And then he like had a good rookie or two, and he's gotten even better. Like he's sneakily shooting. I want to say high thirties, low forties from beyond the arc. So Damn. he's been a he's been a problem. He's got that little like um, he's low forties. Yeah, he's got that little set shot that comes out like kind of a flat knuckleball. Mm-hmm. But it's going in. I know when the Blazers played him that one game before the All-Star break, he was lighting us up. And, yeah, Memphis is a good team. Memphis, it's just so fun to think about how the Grizzlies, Mavericks, and um, Pelicans are all in the same division. And yeah, so, that's crazy. Like, probably the three best young teams, if I had to name the three best young teams, and they're all in the same division. It's just going to be fun to see over the next five or ten years how that – how that goes who's that one dude um is his name like wasn't he on the mavericks uh is his name like dennis something dennis smith jr yeah is one he of still the, on the yeah. mavs got traded to the uh knicks oh yeah week. that's right yeah he's one, good, of the, one of the worst players in the nba and i know he's had really some, yeah you don't yeah. like him well it's not that i don't like him he's just really bad yeah i liked him when he was He's a, he was a fun guy to watch when he had it going, but he's just so bad. He's got a, his days in the NBA are numbered. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's got, he shot less than 40% on his field goal attempts oh. and less than 25% um, from beyond the arc. So yeah, yeah. he's not going to be around for much longer. He's I got mean, that athleticism, which is nice, but that yeah, can only jumps, take you so far. So high. He can jump out of the gym. Mm-hmm. I like uh I need to become more well versed like I know a little bit about most stuff but I am so like locked on to the Niners Giants and Warriors yeah that, like sometimes I lose focus on like other teams and trades and stuff but yeah right yeah no we'll have to talk some NBA because yeah, that's coming do... back soon and it's gonna be fun mm-hmm. we should do predictions yeah I'm for down. who could win because there's a lot of possibilities and who knows if guys are in shape or not not it's not going to be the Lakers. Let me just say that. You think so? Not yeah, not the Lakers. Yeah, you like the Clips. I I'm a big Clippers guy this year. Mm-hmm. And then Clips, Bucks. Who else is good? I like the Celtics and the Raptors yeah, as well. The I don't think solid. I don't think any of them can take down the Bucks. Especially, I don't think the Celtics match up well at all against the Bucks. But um, I really like the Celtics, dude. Like, Jason like Tatum, bro. Jason that, Tatum was going that off. That man's can ball. Break. He's gonna be, he's gonna be a top three in the MVP race sometime within the next three years. Easy. I knew he was legit when he went up. I think, um, if it, it was like two years ago, yeah, 
him and LeBron, I think he went up and like right. semi dunked over LeBron and he yeah. kind of gave him a look. I was like, yep. wow, yep. you got to yep. be pretty yep. confident in your game to do that. Yeah, gave him the stare down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And that was like Eastern Conference finals too. Mm-hmm. So like he's shown he can like do it on the big stage as well. So yeah. I but think yeah. you might need to shave that hair before the season starts back up. But um, I don't know if you've seen that or not. No, I haven't. I saw um, – I was so confused, though, when Jalen Brown cut his hair. Jalen Brown cut his hair? Yeah. Remember that? He had, like, the big foe, and then he has a, he had a buzz cut. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. But um, I think this was pretty fun. Yeah, this was I'm fun. Ha- I'm happy this, like, worked the first time because I, like, had to figure yeah. it out this morning because I was trying to do, like, the FaceTime screen record thing, and that didn't work. Didn't work. No. But, yeah. Do you want to give, like, kind of a preview of what we want to talk about, like, next time? So I think um, if I'm lucky enough to be invited back uh, next Wednesday, I think we might talk a little bit of golf again, maybe yes. preview next week's golf tournament. But yeah, maybe you can actually re- – we can reflect on what happened. Yes, yeah. We can, we can look back at how bad my picks ended up being this week. And then right. we can look ahead to the uh, UFC as well. Yeah, as we can go more in depth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because by then, it's kind of hard to look out a couple weeks in advance, but by then, we're going to be, like, right on the cusp of it. So, it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be kind of fun to, like, make some predictions and stuff like that. So Exactly. And then we can do maybe some predictions for the NBA season. And Absolutely. Then, and then um, also, I, I think it would be fun to re-rank that one thing of, like, the dip- yeah. sports by difficulty. And I think you need to give me a segment at the end of every episode where I can just go on a rant about whatever yes, I want. That'd be solid. That'd be solid. Yeah, right. I didn't want to go too far into UFC because, like, I know you weren't, like – I My UFC knowledge is a little yeah, bit lagging. I felt bad. I didn't want to just, like, keep talking about it because I could go on, like, for days. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, cool. I think I might be dealing with a little bit of extenuating weather circumstances. Can you get okay. all that wind? Yes. Yeah, your backyard. I, I think, I think um, nature is trying to tell me that I've done enough talking. For <laughs> you look like a weatherman that's like in a storm right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're dealing with like a minor hurricane condition over here in Corvallis. So, all right, but the sun's out. That's all that matters. Absolutely, of course. Okay. Well, this has been really fun, and then me and Jonah should be back next Wednesday. All right. Looking all right. forward to it. All right. Sounds good. Thank you.